You are now listening to a Trill Beach production. How are you? Carson Wentz is in Indy. Surprise, surprise. But, hey, why does Colin Cowher feel like he got to put his name on it? Also, now that he's gone and he's made his way out to the house that Peyton built, what's going to happen now that he's gone? Who's next? Lastly, the Boston Celtics are starting out 14 and 14 and well, who's to blame and how to fix it? That's all going to be here on Trill Beach Talk. Stick around for a little while. Keep it drill. Let's go. Yes, Carson went finally made his way to Indy. Now, is that a surprise? It it shouldn't. It shouldn't be. And he uh, he's now starting his tenure as the signal caller for the Colts. Now, I believe I came on here yesterday in previous cast and said Hey, Carson, the team that makes the most sense is Indy. Why? Because he had two problems. What were those two problems? He had mental blocks, you know, things such as the mechanics and just having what some would call happy feet, you know, but those are all things that could be fixed with coaching. Also, the injuries. The Colts have the best line in football. Also, he won't have to rely on his legs as often as he used to. He'll be able to be uh, able to be supported by a sustained running game as well as a great defense. Not to mention... That this guy's coach, like this, the the team, the guy, the, the guy that's coaching the team that he just left was just on Indy's staff. Why is it that you feel the need to go and throw your name in it and say, oh, yeah, we were the one that helped that? <laughs> I received a, the notification earlier this morning, way before your show started, saying that the Colts were not going to up the trade. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk reported two days ago, two, three days ago, that, that they had two two picks on the on the board, but they said it was a second and a um and a and another second, not a second and a third and a conditional, and one being a conditional. So I don't feel like you need to throw your name in in that hat. The the Colts had you know, three plans in mind. Carson was number one. Darnold was number two. Worst come to worst, Trubisky. Not to say he's bad, but Trubisky. 
And don't take credit for what Chris Ballard did. Um, Chris Ballard has formed Indy in, in, into a powerhouse in a very short amount of time. He's a genius. And, and to move the pieces that he has, just simple things like flipping the 15th pick for a DeForest Buckner contract, um, you know, drafting Darius, um, drafting uh, the guys they had, signing veterans like Rhodes. And, you know, the most that they're paying this quarterback is going to be $25 million a year, and that's going to only be one time. So, you know, Ballard has done it again. Uh, congrats to Indy, as well as welcome, Carson. Um, and it, it's going to be awesome. I really hope to see your name in the ring. Um, with that said, Carson is out. So who's next? Um, and I believe it's going to be Sam Darnold. Um, I don't think the Jets should draft the Wilson kid. And it's just from what I've been reading up on him, there may be possible character issues as well as I don't like his throwing motion. And, you know, people knock on me when I say things about people's throwing motions. But I, I always used to say, I always just said, you know, I like golf, but there's a hitch in his throw. Like, there's a hitch. And it it just, it if you have a hitch in your throw, it it's just that millisecond is just more than enough time to have somebody like Aaron Donald to, to come and crash in. Um, uh, but, uh People are amazed with how well that he throws the ball. And, you know, when I look at him, it's it's all arm. Um, he looks like a baseball player that's that's playing football. But uh he gives me very much of a Jay Cutler vibe. Um, maybe a tad bit worse. Jay Cutler had a better arm. Um, and put he threw with some mechanics. Um, Wilson just throws with all arm. And look. Guys, I know a lot of the, these, these these kids, uh, guys and gals, I know a lot of these kids come from baseball and, and, and people just believe that it's going to translate over. But if you look at people like Brady, Montana, Peyton, you know, yes, Brett played for a long time, but how many rings does he have? You know, there's a certain way that you have to play the position that will enable you to sustain success for a, a certain amount of time. Um, not to mention that they also had revolutionary offensive coordinators throughout their times and tenures with their teams. <clears throat> uh, they're also champions, um, but they're also tacticians. Um, that being said, Darnold, I believe, is a big kid with a big arm, very tactical, um, he also has that special talent that I believe you would need if a quarter. I, I I believe he can win you a game, basically. If the defense is having one bad day, Darno can do it. It's just he can't do it all the time. He can do it. I I believe that firmly in 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 Sam Darno. Um, I like him. He's he's very talented. Um. Uh, throwing 
He he's a great deep ball thrower. Um, if it was him in that and throwing the deep ball in the Super Bowl, uh, I think he's I, he's hitting that for sure. He's hitting that for sure. Um, the Bears, I really like the Bears. Uh, the 49ers, I don't think they'll be able to get them. However, <clears throat> I'm saying this now so I can let you guys know. There's a team, and this is my third team, uh, that I'm just letting you guys in on. There's a third team that is out there that I believe may be trying to sneak him. And it fell through. And I think it's the Denver Broncos. You guys got to watch out for the Broncos. The Broncos are going to be making a play. I think they might be getting rid of Von Miller. So I I, I don't know what's going to happen. Anything can happen right now. Um, but I believe something will happen with Von Miller. I think he may be moved soon. Um, and uh, I, I, I know Denver is looking for a quarterback. Just not sure as to what quarterback they're looking at. Um, now, I'm not sure. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm not sure about what picks Denver actually has. But what I would really like to know is if Denver would consider um, trading Von Miller and, and possibly some some picks, for for Deshaun. I really I would love to see that. Uh just because I think he would be able to be um very very successful. Um man, I would really I would really like to see it. So as I'm I'm looking that stuff up there, I'm also looking there's a couple of things that I wrote down. And what I wrote down was um, I wrote down a couple trades that I would really like to see happen. Now, <clears throat> some may think that it's crazy. Okay, I know. I understand. But hear me out, please. Okay. This is what I need from you. Okay. Okay. So they got the non they got the they they sitting at number nine right now. Alright. So they got number nine. Okay. Okay. So they got number nine right now. So maybe they go number nine. And they also got a second round pick. They got Okay. Yeah, they got two. So maybe they package. So what if they just say this, this? I don't know. I don't know. Broncos can do something. I don't know. Like people like I don't I yeah, I don't know. This watch you guys gotta watch Denver, man. Denver got some players they gotta let go of that are that are decent, that could be that could help be transition players. Um I don't know. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. I like it. I like it. Um, anyway, so the trade that I'd like to see is OBJ for Stephon Gilmore. Now, don't jump out of your seats. Don't get too crazy. It just makes sense to me. 
And this and this was a thought. This wasn't a trade that I wanted to see. My other thought, and I'm just gonna get this out of the way, is I think Ben Roethlisberger is out of Pittsburgh. Let's just not even go there with that. Um, <laughs> but um, being with that said, um, I, I think OBJ and Stephon Gilmore. First of all, it both of the team benefits from this trade. Why not go ahead and make it happen? Um, make that play for the guy Tom would have loved to have, right? Wouldn't that be a way to get back at him? Sure, it's petty, whatever. But look, why not? <laughs> All the while, a very talented DB core in in Cleveland that simply just needs to have a little bit of uh, help from some solid championship leadership, and that's a big difference, championship leadership. Like you can see with Tom Brady and see what he did with them. They can really help benefit the team. Um, so with that being said, speaking of championship leadership, I might get a little frustrated here, and, I, and I'm not going to... Try to. All right. Let's just get through this, huh? Shall we? Um, Boston right now is 14 and 14. And Danny Ainge has came out and said that he is the one to blame. And he is the one that's to blame for the roster. Um, and he is to blame but not in the way that he says or somebody would think. It's Brad Stevens. That's the reason why. Has anybody else felt like the Celtics have hit the ceiling? And I said this last year. Um, Brad Stevens, is, he's not the right coach for Boston. I'm sorry. Um, if it's too far-fetched to say that Tatum's rookie year was Brad Stevens' best chance to win a championship, you know, I, I, I don't think, I don't think it's too far-fetched. Like he, that was, that was the best roster he had. Al Horford, you know, they had depth at the big. They had Bain. They had Rozier, Smart, uh, Brown, Tatum. Like they had, they had, they were solid. Um, and the reason being, and I've, and I've dissected it before, and it's just that Brad Stevens is a developmental coach. He's a coach that he's good at developing talent. But he's not a championship caliber coach. There's a big difference. Huge difference. You know, everybody knows those stories. Whether it's Doug Collins. Or, or whether it's. Well, I'm not going to say Mark Jackson because he would have won it. 
or whether it's Dwayne Casey from the Raptors, or or whether it's any either way, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is this: he's not the coach. And that's the thing. And and the thing is, he's not the only one. He's not the only one. And I don't want to kind of go on this rant about what, what, what Draymond said, but it's kind of playing off of what he said. And it's the fact that these owners, these organizations, they, they look at the players first to ship out. Why don't you look at the coach? I just want to listen, dog. Listen, y'all just hear this, and then this goes into championship coaching. You gotta understand your personnel. Understand your personnel. Right now, this team has been running behind Tatum as the the number one option, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing at all. But um, hello, McFly. Have you seen JB? J- JB is the best two-way player in the game right now. If you are, and I, I understand Tatum is good on defense, but he's not as good as Jalen Brown on defense. He's not as physical as Jalen Brown on defense. Sure, Jalen's guarding one through four. Jalen's guarding one through four. You can put him on Kawhi. You can put him on PG, and he's holding. Uh, and he's gonna, and he's getting, and and we're not even gonna get the buckets. But this is, I just want to show you the improvement that this guy, this kid's made, man. Six points, fourteen point five, thirteen, twenty, twenty five point nine. So it'll be twenty six this year. Not to mention, he's always average. He averaged a steal the last two years. He's averaged career highs and everything. Shooting 48 from the field last year. Shot 38 from the three last year. Shooting 50 from the field this year. Shooting 40 from the three this year. Shooting 50 from the field this year. Shooting 30 from the, uh, 40 from the three this year. Come on, man. Like, I, 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 the, the, he better, he better not hit it. If he hits that club, bro, that'd be a crazy. And y'all know what club I'm talking about. I'm about to see what the free throw looking like. But anyway, that's what I'm saying. Like he's not even coaching to the best, the 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 best talent on the team. And it's and you know, people think that I'm just I'm bugging. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. There's other coaches, Quinn Snyder's out there, Mike Malone. Don't fall for the fall for the fool's goal. Teams are not just going that they're they're going hard right now. They're going to be tired. Teams aren't going to go hard. Real real teams aren't going to go hard. They'll let them play their hearts out. They're going to let them play hard. Uh, I mean, let's think about this. Just think about this for a second. Hayward. Gordon Hayward went back to Boston to play for his college basketball coach. 
the coach that believed in him. Hmm? Coach that offered him a scholarship that changed his life. Believed in him since high school. Then he said, I'm good, and dipped out. He dipped out. Now, I do want to say shout out to uh, JT. Um, <clears throat> JT, I, I'm just going to give JT's numbers real quick. Before I go back to my sermon on him, uh, JT this year is shooting 44.9, so 45 from the field and 38.9 from the from the three. Let me check his, uh, give me just a second. Here we go. Um, where was he at? Uh, yeah, 13, 15, 23, 25. I mean, but my thing is, what did he shoot from the... See, that's what I mean. He shot 45 from the field and 40 from the three. And I just... I don't know, y'all. I'm sorry. I just feel like he's just a better... He's just a... I don't know. I, it could just be me. I just, I really enjoy JB's game. And I really feel like JB is the glue that holds Boston together. But anyway, back to my servant. He left him in Boston by himself. Not only that, Kyrie. It wasn't Kyrie. The, the reason why Kyrie left, it wasn't just because of the players. It was because of how he was being taught and what he was being taught. He wasn't learning nothing. So, again... Before y'all go out there blaming the players, y'all need to sell. Y'all need to check yourselves. What y'all need to do, and and, and this is what, I, and for instance, and I'm just gonna say because this one is the most recent one I've seen that was extremely smart and it worked out. Frank Vogel, when I seen that, and I'm a Laker fan, when I seen it, I was like, what? That's not a championship caliber coach. He's a defensive genius, but not a de- not a defense not not a championship caliber coach. I mean, I loved his 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 indie teams. I mean, well, against Miami, those were tough teams. Roy Hibbert, David West, Danny Granger, Paul George, George Hill. Like that was a nice team. Stevenson. But when they added J. Kidd and Lionel Hollins. Three good, solid head coaches. Like, I was like, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. And it also doesn't very... It doesn't look very good. When you look around the league and see all the guys that used to be on your team having success elsewhere. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I thank you for listening to me. It is your host with the most, Joe Stroke. Have a great evening and a safe, safe weekend. 
keep it true. Stay safe, America. I'm out.